You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. All right, it's about bedtime. It's Wednesday, and this episode is a much-requested episode. So here I go. (laughs) We are into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. (laughs) So we're talking about my relationship and how I am doing, where I'm at, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, all all of those things that everyone keeps asking that I'm not necessarily avoiding, but kind of processing, I guess, on my own. Just diving straight into it, being an extremely, extremely independent person, whether woman or you just say person, whichever you want to say is up to you. I think that there are a lot of women that are in my lives saying, hey, this resonates with me. And every now and again, I will get a guy that comes in and says, hey, I want to stay single too. And I've been single for a really long time. So either way, being independent, man, woman, it does it doesn't matter. I can only speak on my perspective of things. So being an extremely independent person This has been very interesting, very, very interesting for me because I was married. And once I made that call of this isn't working for me um, and the marriage ended, there was just something. I'm not really quite sure what to even call it, but maybe a piece of myself that I gained back in the relationship that I'm in right now with Josh there have been many, many conversations. And some of the conversations have been, hey, there needs to be three of us in this relationship. There needs to be you, there needs to be me, and there needs to be us. And I think the reason I'm pushing that so hard is because I have learned in the past that when one person gives up everything of themselves, i.e. job or 
how they really are, how they really feel, who they really are, it ends up being really bad and and toxic because someone wakes up one day and says, this is not who I am. This is not who I wanted to become. Why is this person trying to change me? Or why why am I completely changing? I Before someone comes for me, I do think it is normal for you to grow together. What I don't think works ultimately is if one person completely gives themselves up the entire time for that other person. For an example, when I was married before, I was at a point in my coaching career, very successful, really enjoyed it. And when it came time to have my son, I coached for a little while and I took a step back. It was just, it was too much for both of us to be coaching at night, coaching on the weekends, gone at night, gone on the weekends. And it really wasn't fair. It wasn't fair for my child to be sitting on the sideline and parents watching him and him having to, whether it's brave the the weather or, you know, whatever it might be. I just, I didn't want that for him and didn't think that that was fair. And then I also looked into the future because I tend to do that quite a bit. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I looked into the future and said at some point, if we are both coaching and both gone every night and every weekend, whatever he decides to do, we will both miss. And that is not fair for us to bring a child into this world and say, hey, we're going to go and we're going to coach everyone else's children and literally push you to the side. So that was not fair at all. So I felt like I needed to take that step back. I was going to nurse. I was going to whatever. And I felt like I completely just put my career on hold. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. I do not regret it. But I will say there's a lot of pieces and parts that don't get talked about. And I hope you guys just kind of follow along because I know this is going to seem like I'm kind of all over the board, but it will come back around full circle. I promise. But there's a lot of pieces and parts that people don't talk about. When you have a child, you are forced to be selfless. You just, you're forced to be, and that's fine. I mean, that little baby cannot fend for him or herself at all. So you have to give up certain things and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what people don't explain is you give up a lot of yourself, your your time, which is fine, your sanity, <laughs> which is fine, but a piece of who you are. I no longer was Heather. I was Cohen's mom. And then it became Cohen's mom, Kurt's wife. Like I just wasn't even addressed anymore as Heather. Once I gave up my career and took that step back where I shouldn't say I gave it up completely. I coached here and here and there, but nothing even close. I was coaching college club, nothing even close to what I was doing beforehand. So changing gears and changing roles and literally being Cohen's mom. Kurt's wife. That was very, very different for me. And I know a lot of people can resonate (laughs) with this is you almost feel lost, forgotten, third fiddle, not even second fiddle, like third fiddle. You take a different role on and you lose 
a good amount of yourself and who you are. And again, maybe it's you're just shifting gears because you're now in mom mode and there's things that you have to do. But being a mom changes you. Staying at home, because I was basically a stay-at-home mom. I still coached a, a small amount and still ran a few companies. But for the most part, the meat and potatoes of what I did was cared for my child. So becoming a mom takes a piece away from you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I would never, ever change having my child. He is literally the most amazing thing that has ever come into my life. He has shown me love, that unconditional love that I feel like I've never, ever had. I would not change that for the world. But to become a better person, to be able to function a little differently to be able to think through things differently and not feel as though I'm just drowning in laundry or dishes or making dinner or figuring out this or that tending to the house it was almost like I felt handcuffed or like a ball and chain of just this is who you are now this is what you're gonna do that's it And I was extremely unhappy for a long time. I was happy that I was able to spend as much time as I was able to spend with my son. And I still contributed financially. Like I said, I did coaching part-time. It wasn't as full-time as I was before. And I helped run companies and and did what I needed to do. So I still was able to contribute financially. Because I feel like if I weren't able to contribute at all, and get out of the house to do anything ever, that would have taken a huge mental toll. It's like that now. If there is a day that I'm just stuck at home and I haven't gotten out of the house, I haven't gone and taken a walk, I haven't physically gotten my car and gone somewhere, it mentally plays tricks on me. I just feel like, oh, a day was wasted, a day has gone, I didn't seize the day. Mentally, it just kind of plays. It plays with me for sure. So as a person who has always, always, always been independent, even when I was little, my mom made the comment to me a couple weeks back. She said, Josh and her are talking, and he said something to her about being independent. And my mom's like, now you know how I feel. She, she said, Heather was five or six and was extremely independent. And literally, I feel like she hasn't needed me since. And that's definitely something that makes you take a step back when your own mother is saying, hey, you didn't need me. Like, literally, I was there for you. You know, I I was your mom. I did things for you, all of that. But you literally wanted to be doing things on your own at the age of five and six. That really hit home. I know I'm independent. I've always known I've, I've been independent. But to that level that your mom tells you that, you're like, oh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. So putting that into perspective and saying, I'm independent and then getting into a marriage where it seemed as though that independence was completely gone and it wasn't a him, me, and us. It was more him and kind of us. And should that have changed? Should that have been a, hey, we need to get in counseling, figure this out? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Um, did I express some concerns? Absolutely. Because y'all know I'm not going to keep quiet. <laughs> you know I'm not going to keep quiet. But knowing how independent I was in part of me feeling like I needed to depend on 
on him for whatever it might have been really didn't sit well with me at all. And I did have friends say, why don't you go go back into a career, you know, put Cullen into a daycare or do this or do that. And it was hard because I had three miscarriages before I had Cohen. So having Cohen was, wait a minute, like this child is my responsibility. This is a gift. This is a gift from God. Not that all children are not, they are. But I think it's a different thought process when you've gone through so many losses before you have your child. My heart goes out to people that that have miscarriages because I remember just the emotional roller coasters every time I would try to pee on a stick and it was negative or if it was positive and then I would go in and I'd get my hopes up and I was excited and they're like, uh, sorry, you're miscarrying right now or we don't hear a heartbeat. Let's do a DNC. So all of those things I think played a factor in me not wanting to go back to work full time and leave him with somebody else. Uh, I think it would have been different had I been able to leave him. Hey, you know, with his dad, you can take him half the day, then I'll get him half the day and, and things like that. But that really wasn't the case. So I felt guilty leaving him with someone else and having someone else raise him. So I was in the trenches and I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay with him as much as I can stay with him. I will work in the times that I'm able to work and just get my grind on. But I feel like my independence was just literally taken. And I think that that happens, you know, when you have kids. And I think that's natural. And, you know, a piece of that is natural. But when you have the new mom and you have someone that travels all the time or someone that is gone, you do feel like your independence has completely been just washed away whatsoever. Um, And again, I, I don't want anyone hearing that I am complaining or upset about my independence being gone because of my child that that is not the case whatsoever i don't think people explain it though in a way that it's almost like a postpartum when people don't really explain that either of saying hey you know you might go through this or that they don't really sit and say this is what's going to happen people also don't say when you have a child what it does to a marriage either so there are a lot of things that i could go on and on about but I feel like this is a key topic for independent people in general. So being independent, feeling like I didn't have that, finally saying, look, I can't do this. I'm not being heard. Whatever whatever it was, um, you know, with the divorce thing, we, we get divorced. And I feel like a weight was just literally lifted off of my shoulders. I could do what I wanted to do. Not that I don't want anybody to think, you know, I was being bullied or ruled or anything like that. That's not that's not the case. But it's a different level when you are making all of the decisions. You don't have someone that is next to you saying, eh, you should do that. Eh, you shouldn't do that. Um, and on the flip side, you know, you don't have that person there to help you if you need those decisions, right, to be ran by. But it's just being uber independent knowing that, okay, I'm going back to relying on myself. I know I'm not going to let myself down. Being able to focus on what I wanted to focus on and needed to focus on. And it was almost like being very independent and driven at the same time is, I don't know if that's a good cocktail or not, but 
it really allowed me to just recenter and refocus. And I felt like that weight had been lifted, but I felt like a big piece of myself was back. And I know that sounds really funny, but that's really how I felt. So for four and a half years, I talked to someone, dated someone, whatever you want to call it, for about a month. And and when I mean dated, I mean we went out on dates we hung out we took a trip we you know a little tiny weekend trip whatever like we were dating we weren't seeing anyone else like we legitimately were dating for like a month and I realized and he I think he realized we both realized um it was just too soon like he had said I love you at one point and I'm like oh my god this is scaring the living crap out of me um this is really early I'm only what six months out of my Divorce, like we had separated in October and technically had been divorced, gotten divorced in like February. So I think that was what March or April. So I'm like really just a month or two out of the the divorce, divorce, but the separation in Ohio, you don't live together. So you don't live together. You're legally separated. You could do whatever you want. Um, but I just knew I was like, this is too soon. This is not what I want. And it was fun to go out on dates and have someone soon over you. But in the same token, I'm like, I'm I'm not really ready for that piece either. So after that person, I went on dates here or there, had fun, but just never let anyone get close to me. It was when I would see something I knew would be a flag for me or close to a flag, I'm like, nah, I'm good. And a lot of it was... <laughs> My like barometer for things was if I would never, ever, ever in my life introduce this person to my child, I have zero business being around them and dating them like zero because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is I'm going to get hurt or they are going to get hurt or whatever might whatever might help like feelings right feelings are going to get caught one way or the other. And if I know that I shouldn't be dating them and they're never going to meet my child then that's just fooling myself or fooling them. And that's not fair. And that's not cool. So anytime I would see that or I don't know, it would even come close to that. I'd be like, nope, I'm good. Um, And I was never mean or rude or anything. I just was always very upfront and straightforward. And that's just kind of how it was. Um, After dating some people here or there, excuse me, I shouldn't say dating, talking to here or there, um, a lot of the times, adding social media to the mix, right? So adding social media on, what, maybe a year, year and a half after that person that I dated for that month, adding that in, it was hard to find out who was really wanting to date you for you or who was wanting to date you to gain more followers, which is so fucking disgusting, but it happened. It happened a lot. Who was wanting to try and date you for more followers? Who was wanting to try to get in where they could fit in per se? Um, so you you kind of had to like watch for that too, which like I said, is so jacked up, but it's true and it happens. Um, but being, being independent and knowing I didn't want anyone in my space that I felt like wasn't gonna bring me peace. And I actually had this conversation with Josh the other day, said having someone in your space as an independent person, you don't need them. It's more of a, I want them here. And when it turns into, I don't want them here, as as super independent, you can just be like, mm, okay, this is not working for me. Um, thank you, but 
here's the conversation we need to have and this is just not working so that that was able to be had on numerous occasions with people of hey i don't think this is right you're super cool like we can still be friends not not a problem but just i'm not feeling the whole dating thing with you um but knowing how independent i am i always in the back of my mind thought do i even want any kind of relationship whatsoever so i would say a year year and a half in at you know as social media was like getting bigger I really had no desire. I really just didn't. I did talk to someone that was also on social media for a couple of months. Um, Nice person, just distance was an issue and it was just, that's all, that's what it was. So I kind of feel like it was a safe thing for me too, knowing that there was distance there meaning the person was was great there was nothing wrong with the person but i think part of me looking back was like okay this is a distance thing i know we're not going to see each other that much that's probably a good thing for me at this point of you know not having someone in my space 24/7 because that can be hard too so once josh came to the birthday party I don't think people understood how guarded, I don't even know if guarded is the right word, just how dismissive I was when it came to him saying, hey, I really can't stop thinking about you. I mean, my response was, oh, thank you. Actually, the first response was, oh, thank you. Oh, by the way, blah, blah, blah. Like, I totally switched the subject and dismissed it. Because I didn't, we were friends. I didn't want to be rude to him, but I also, I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I also didn't want any kind of relationship. I was so happy being able to come home, do what I want to do, not have to answer to anyone. No one getting mad at me if I'm on a live too long. No one getting mad at me if someone jumps in my chat and says some crazy stuff because I can't help it. I mean, that's someone saying it. Like, I can help how I respond but whatever they say I mean that's on them so it just I don't know it was just so nice I had myself back I was able to come and go as I wanted to I had no desire to be locked down in any kind of relationship whatsoever I just didn't so when he approached I was like nah we're good we're good because I'm living my best life right now I love going out and going dancing with my friends hanging out with my friends and just literally didn't have a care in the world. I was fine. So along comes Josh with the, hey, I can't stop thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. And I was extremely dismissive. And then it was, hey, I should probably tell you this. Like, I wanted to come back and kiss you. And that stopped me for a second. I'm like, would I have even wanted that? And I asked myself that. And I did not respond to him right away. It might have even been the next day. Like, I just wasn't sure. And I thought, ugh. I mean, my first thought was like, well, wow, would I have wanted that? And wow, did I give up that vibe? Because as he was leaving, when he was leaving my house, you know, we gave each other a hug. And I made sure I kept my head down because I'm like, I know how this goes. I am not trying to lead this man on at all. I know there is a line. You don't cross that line. And so I literally kept my head straight down. I made sure. I don't remember if he gave me a kiss on the forehead. I 
I don't remember that. I just remember him hugging me, hugging him, you know, whatever. And then he left. So when he sent that, I was like, did I give this man some message? Because I am not trying to be in any relationship, let alone a long distance relationship. I'm not trying any, like, I'm good. I'm good with, no, I'm good. So as things progressed, as we just kind of chatted a little bit throughout that week, and then when he came back, he was supposed to come back anyway. So he had asked if I wanted to go to the Reds game with his son and my son. And again, I was dismissive. Even though we were friends, I'm like, well, if I don't have anything to do when he's here, I'll go. I did not go and get tickets early. I did not even tell my son about it. I was just like, eh, if it happens, it happens. Fine. No problem. That's just how dismissive I was with wanting anyone to get close to me. So... As we spoke a little bit throughout that week, and then he's like, okay, I'm coming. I was like, well, just come today. Came down. It was just, it was different. So everyone knows the story about the first kiss and how magical that was and and all of those things. And I think when he was talking to me about stuff and we kind of like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. We have the same belief in that and this and that. It was kind of like, huh, this could be interesting. I still didn't have it in my head of wanting to date him. I still didn't have it in my head of wanting to be serious with anyone. I still didn't have it in my head of this is going to be a boyfriend. Like, I just did not. I was so happy with the time I was able to have with my son. Uh, We could come and go as we wanted. You know, on the days I didn't have him, I would hang out on live or go out with my friends. There was just literally, I don't know, just not a care. I was loving my independence. So... He comes in, the kiss happens. I'm like, wow, this is really fun. I'm having a great time. He likes the same things I like. Okay, this is really cool. Um, Then we came across a deal breaker and instantly I am like, no, I'm good. I'm done. And we had to work through that. And it, it took a while to work through that. There's still times where I'm like, I don't know. And I think it's because... I don't want to sacrifice. Like I said before, I felt like I gave up a lot of who I was at the time in in my marriage, you know, being a mom, whatever it might be. I gave up a lot of who I was. I am not, after gaining that independence back, I'm not willing to ever do that again. And that might sound harsh. That might sound mean. That might sound as though I'm being dismissive again. It's not. I'm very open with him. I'm very clear of, hey, my son comes first and foremost, and it's going to be a toss-up between my career, and I know y'all are going to roast me for this, but hear me out, please, between my career and between you, because I have worked really hard with building my savage family that I love like a true family. I don't want to lose them. I don't want to just abandon. I don't want to just say, okay, you're here now. It's time for me. No, absolutely not. I don't want to give up careers that I have done in the past for men. I don't, I don't want that. I just don't want that. So I've been very clear with him from day one of, hey, my son has to be first and foremost. I, I cannot I cannot put him on a back burner. And when we first started dating, like we were together all the time and it happened to work out that a lot of it would be on the days that my son was with his dad. So when Josh would come up on Wednesdays, um, Wednesdays and Fridays, he's with his dad. So that ended up working out. And then Thursdays, Josh has his own stuff to do in the evening. So I would still have my time with my son. 
So it worked out, but I had to explain to him, hey, you know, this this is kind of the pecking order for now, and I care about you, but I can't give up. It's not healthy for me, nor will it be healthy for our, our relationship if I literally just give up my independence again. Part of the independence is my career, is me connecting with my Savage fam, is, you know, podcasts, is all of those things. I cannot do that because I know what that did to me mentally. And that was a place I didn't like. And that's a place I am not prepared to go back to. So whether that's me just holding so tight (laughs) to my independence or me being a little stubborn or whatever it might be, it is still something that we I don't even want to say discuss. It's just, it's something that I I make known in a way of when he's like, hey, you're working a lot or hey, you're doing this or hey, you're doing that. I'm like, please remember, I don't want to feel as though I'm completely giving this up. And we have the discussion. And he's been great about it. He's like, I don't, I don't want you to do that. I completely understand. And I also challenge him because he was coming up a lot. And I said, okay, what are you doing? And not in a mean way, because that just came across a little bitchy, but not in that way. It's, okay, what what are you doing? He sold his insurance agency. And I said, okay, what what is what's your goal? What are your aspirations? What do you want to do? And he explained to me what he wanted to do. I'm like, okay, then you, you definitely need to do them. I'm not going to stand in your way. You definitely need to go do those. So I would say a month, month and a half in, we sat down and I was like, okay, when are you going to start doing what you've been wanting to do? He's like, you're right. You know, I wanted to take a little break from being in the insurance industry for so long and doing this and doing that. I just wanted my little break. And now he's back at it, which I think is great. But I think that me also encouraging him to have his independence is important to me as well, because I don't want a relationship where I'm solely reliant or dependent on him and vice versa, because I don't think that's healthy either. And I don't think that's healthy, whether it's mentally, physically, financially, I don't think that's healthy for one person to be so just needy with that other person because it puts stress on the other person, right? So let's say I am super needy and I need him to take care of me in every aspect. That's a lot of pressure for him and a lot of stress on him. And then if he's not delivering in whatever aspect that I need, then now I'm putting extra pressure on him. And I don't want to do that. I think that, no, I know that in my 48 years, I am at a place that I look back in my past relationships and I say, this worked and this did not work. I get it. He is a different person. But I don't want the same end result. So when I say, okay, hey, Josh, this is similar to this. Well, I'm not that person. Okay, I need you to not say that because I understand you're not that person. But this happened, this happened, this was the outcome. Then we talk through, okay, well, this happened. This is not ever going to happen. So this will not be the outcome. But having that constant communication, I think, has been key for us because Josh does not understand or did not. He is still learning. He did not understand how to be with someone so independent. He's like, I know you don't need me and that is hard for a man to hear. All I need to know though is that you want me. So when you're not showing me that you want me, because I know you don't need me, then it makes me feel a certain way. And I get it. 
because the independent piece of my son making sure I'm doing everything I'm being asked to do from every area on on the career side can get crazy and hectic and I can be exhausted at times and he does come third at times and y'all can come for me and say oh I would never do that you lying you're lying we all know you're lying it happens it happens. But I have to expect that of him too, that there is going to be a time and not every single day, not every single second. No, absolutely not. But there might be a time that I have to be second or third. He is a dad and he has to be a dad and I have to allow him to be a dad. 100% have to allow that. And I push that and I want that and I don't want to take any time from him that he is able to spend with his kids. I'm very, very vocal about that. So there are times where it's going to be a shift, right, in that balance of what place he comes in. And I guess as his partner, I have to make sure he understands that I still want him. But being so independent and having the things that I have on my plate, there are times where I don't do a good enough job for him. You know, he'll say, hey, I I need this from you or that from you. And I tell him, I'm like, I love you, but you got to understand. And I I know this is going to resonate with so many people. I sometimes feel like a stretch doll. And when I have, you know, my son with one arm and I have my career with another arm and I have just life in general with one leg and then I have something else on the other, I'm like, you know, Josh on the other, I'm like, there are times where I feel like I'm stretched to a limit or the analogy I give him all the time is he's like, but I need this. I need this. I need this. I'm like, listen, you have to know when my cup is empty, you can't be the sand that drops in that cup and weighs it down. You have to take a step back and see, okay, she's not able to give me this because she's exhausted. She's not able to give me this because of this. It's not a choice of her saying, I will not give you that. I'm choosing not to give you that. It is a, holy crap, this woman is in 75,011 directions and she is just not able to give me that right now. So that's where those balances of it can't always be 100, right? Or 50-50, like it might be a 80-20 one day and then and swap and might be 20-80 the next. So understanding that and then on top of it being that independent person, he has had to really take a step back And God bless him. He Googled how to be with an independent person because I have told him there have been times where this has come from my mouth. Hey, I need some space. And he's like, what do you mean you need some space? Well, I don't understand that. Why would you need some space for me? Are you mad at me? Do you not love me? Do you not want to be with me? Like, like literally. And I'm so opposite of that, that I'm like, stop being so needy. Like, I will tell you. And so it's just literally getting to know each other, right? But it's funny to me because I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is this is this and this is that. So I've told him a few times like, hey, I need some space. It might be good. Like when you go down, it might be good for one extra day or it might be good, whatever. I can get caught up on work. I can spend some extra time with Cohen. I want some quality time with him. I need this or I need that. And the first time I asked for that, he was like beside himself. Like, what does this mean? Like, I I don't understand. And I'm like, you need to understand someone that's independent doesn't have to have someone. They're able to handle their stuff. 
You know, I, I can take care of my house. Am I tired? Well, yeah, but I can take care of the house. I can do this. I can do that. And I don't want to rely on anyone else. So one, it's going to be hard for me to ask you to do things. Two, I will appreciate when you do those things. For sure, I'll appreciate them. But three, there will be some times where I'm going to have to ask, hey, I just need a little space or I need some me time. And he did not understand the me time. He did not get that. So that was a struggle of getting him to understand that. I mean, he was, I don't know how, this is probably not the best analogy, but like a little kid, like kicking and screaming, like, how dare you? Like, what about me? What about me? And I'm like, that doesn't work for me like that. <laughs> that's probably the opposite of what I need. You know, right now I'm I'm a grown woman. I can articulate to you what my wants are and what my needs are and what my desires are. And if a grown woman is coming to you and saying, hey, I need a second. I, I need some me time. It's good for for her to have that. And it's good for you to have that because when she can recharge, when I can recharge my batteries, I'm a better person after that. I don't have to have someone in my face to help me recharge my batteries. I actually don't mind being by myself, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's going and doing whatever. I don't mind having that alone time. So I took that step back when he was kind of, oh my goodness, I can't, I don't know if I can give her space. Like, should I give you space? Should I not give you space? I kind of said, okay, I'm going to need you to be somewhat independent too. I need to know that you're not going to crumble if if there's a couple of days where I have to be gone for work or, or this or that. Like, you're going to be okay. And those are just things that we've kind of had to talk through, work through, all of, all of that. But it is very new for him. So when I made the comment about, hey, I think I'm going to discuss the independence part and being in a relationship, people were like, absolutely. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. And I'm sure I could go on really long about this, but a piece that I do want to talk about is the mental struggle. And what I mean by that is I love him. I love Josh. And this is probably going to shock a lot of you, but there are times where I love my independence more. I don't know if I should say more because I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Maybe equal or maybe just a smidge less. And there are times that when I find myself, and this is me being so open and just real with you guys, this is a piece I really don't share. But when I am feeling as though I'm being pulled in so many directions and I'm not able to care for myself, meaning have some space or have some time just for me, I crave that independence again. I crave that, hey, this was easier. This was easier when it was just me and I didn't have to put all this extra into something else. So I'm saying this because I want to normalize this a little bit. And what I mean by that is not, well, just go break up with people. I'm not saying that. But I want to I want to normalize that thought process and that feeling of, If you are having that thought and that feeling, communicate to your partner and allow them to know where you're at in your head. And if you are feeling like it's all a bit much or you just need a minute, you need to tell them that because the last thing you want to do is blow up at them and them have no idea why you're upset 
or or what's going on. And furthermore, you don't want to just blow up one day and be like, I can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. If you can't communicate that with them and say, hey, I am not. And I, I have definitely had this conversation with Josh. I've said, look, I'm not that person that has to have someone in my face 24-7. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't appreciate that you want to be here. But if I have tons and tons and tons of things going on, the last thing I want is, I mean, it's the same thing. Think about it. You know, if if your kid comes up and your kid's like, I need this, 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 I need this. And they really don't need it, but they just want that. (laughs) And you're like, you're fed, you're clothed, you you know, you're bathed, you're all of these things. Like, can I have five minutes? Um, You don't want to feel like, you are running on empty all the time. So I feel having your independence still is important, especially if that's who you are. So to be able to express that to Josh has been really good because he hasn't run away and he has been trying to learn and understand that. Uh, I do my best at giving him what he needs, but there are times where I'm like, I am tapped out. And I say that to him. I'm like, I am tapped. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to. I am tapped out. And having these long conversations with him, I told him, I'm like, look, they're exhausting for me when we when we have long conversations. Like if I'm already pulled in 17,000 directions and we're having a long conversation of this and this and this, I'm like, it it exhausts me. And again, it makes me question, like, do I want my independence back? But what I will say when I talk about normalizing the discussion of your independence and wanting your independence, I will say when I sit down and think about do I want my independence back and do I want to be single again or do I want to stay with him, my thought always goes to, well, why would I not want why would I not want him here? This man loves me. This man is extremely sweet to me, um, to my son. He is someone that I would want my son, you know, to be around. I come back to that because we can get in our heads as independent people and we can say, hey, we don't need anybody. We don't need anybody. And I did that for four and a half years. I didn't need anybody. I didn't want anybody. I didn't give anyone genuinely the time of day. And if you are one of those people out here listening, I genuinely am sorry because I do feel I learned that more about myself in the last five, six months um, that if you were genuine and you were trying to date me or... Um, ask me out or any of those things and I was just completely dismissive please don't take that personal I just really wasn't at a space that I I wanted or needed and it was probably it definitely was for the better um but there's my public apology um to some people that probably deserve it but I don't think giving up your independence if you really are that kind of person is good or is smart I think working with your partner is the best situation Uh, that's as real as and as authentic as I possibly can be with you guys Um, but it can be a struggle as a busy single mom it can be a struggle when you feel like there's someone else that you realize needs you Uh, yeah it definitely can be but communication is key 
and staying true to yourself, I think, is key as well. I definitely want to end on this note. I know life can be hard. I know relationships can be hard. I know that things are just hard in general. I am definitely thankful for the relationship that I'm in. I am beyond blessed with the son that I have. And words cannot express how much I absolutely love the Savage Fam. I come on and do these recaps to not just help myself, but to help anyone out there that might be going through the same thing that I'm going through right now. And on that note, I'm out. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.